Hey, Josh. Yeah, yeah. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. What? <laughs> are you really okay? I see you still in a in a white isolation room. Yeah. Looking a bit pale in the fluorescent lights. Or... Yeah. You know, I got into a fight with the other inmates, so they, uh, they, had to, they had to lock me up. You're in the shoe? Is that what they call it? Yeah, the <laughs> solitary... <laughs> something (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm still i'm at the at the tail end of this uh clinical trial as i mentioned last week where they're experimenting on me and then giving me money for it yeah i'm not it's nothing crazy they're just Uh the drug didn't do anything to me are you sure uh as far as i know i mean except for the telekinesis i now have oh okay Uh, great well has that come in useful yet yeah 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 okay yeah the end that's it (laughs) <laughs> all right. Uh, Aya, what's going on with you? I want to pull on Aya and not tell you anything and just no. Tell me, tell me about you. Tell I mean, me about- the contrast between what you're doing right now and what I'm doing. There's so many interesting things happening over there. You've got like a little medical bracelet. You're like in a in your little isolation room. It's really hard to compete with that. I've got to be honest. Um, so, um, your cat seems to think that she can compete with. This. Oh my god, she's just. She's been doing that for the past like 30 minutes and I've been trying to like prep for the episode and she's just going like constantly and I'm like, what do you want? And then I open the door and she's happy. She kind of peeks her head out. I'm like, you're an indoor cat. You're not even going to go outside. You're afraid. All she's, that's all she's been saying so to you is I love you over and over again. I don't think so. I think it's an, an I'm annoyed with you. Why aren't you playing with me? Oh. Yeah, I don't know what else is going on with me. Nothing much, really. Not a whole lot. Super interesting. Everybody listening to this episode is really invested so far. Well, you know, I don't know what to tell them. Like, sorry, guys. I don't have a very interesting life right now. This episode's your time to shine, Aya. Don't say it like that. No, it's not. I actually, <laughs> I was so excited about the topic. And then I was like, Oh my God, so much pressure. I don't want to do it. Like, not that I don't want to, but just like there are different kinds of episodes and some of them it's like, oh, I'm supposed to know about this stuff. I mean, I'm also supposed to know about this stuff as a, as you know, a citizen of, of humanity uh-huh, uh-huh. Of, the, of the world. Right. You know, but episode wise, I think this is, this is all you. I mean, I did write like a chapter. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to Adulted Friends. This is the discussion-based podcast where two former childhood acquaintances, now friends, discuss the things that adverb, Josh? No, no, you give us an adverb, you know? This is a I have to, la- ladies yeah. first. Uh, have we used especially yet? I was just thinking especially. That really? is so weird. I was going to say it, and I'm like, I already said you're going to come up with the adverb. I'm not yeah. going to give her an adverb. And uh. I waited and then you said the one I was thinking of. That is, cra- that is cray-cray. That is quite something. Yeah. So the things that especially matter. Especially matter. I can't matter. haven't used that yet. And that's our adverb of the week. That's yes. Your line. Sorry. No, you, your line. we don't have lines. Can... Do you remember when you took Saradina's line? In the... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Wait, wait. Was that in a play in like grade one or something or a musical thing? Yeah. It was a, it was a thing in grade one. You started saying uh, another girl's line and she stopped and like put her shoulders up and stomped towards you and went, that's my line. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I kind of do- you're triggering so my sorry. memory with this right now. Like that was definitely a thing. I mean, it clearly was a thing if you remember it. 
Yeah. Um, it, I think it's on video me. somewhere. It's got to be on video. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so funny. Okay. I'm so sorry. What are we talking? What are we talking about today? Okay. So this is the, <laughs> this is the podcast about things, something, something, especially matter. Oh, we said that was our adverb of the week. Great. Yeah. yeah. And I'm Aya. And I'm Josh. And today uh, we're going to be talking to you about feminism. So are you a feminist? What does that mean? Why does it matter? And um, yeah, we'll get into a bit of that stuff. And should we just get into it? Uh, if you want to. All right, let's get into <laughs> it. Hey, Josh. Yeah, yeah. So would you consider yourself a feminist? Yes. Good, good answer, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us what that means in case I made a huge mistake. In case you've made a huge mistake. Yeah, right. I hope that I'm not you know, a feminist when I shouldn't be, that would be bad. That would be bad. So tell us what this is and why it's a good thing that I am. Mm. Or is it? If it is a good thing that Is I it am. a good thing that you are? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So feminism is basically the belief in social, this is your kind of typical definition, the belief in social, economic, and political equality of the sexes. So that's it. That's it? Oh, yeah. Um, that's it. So like basically just equality between the sexes, huh? That is correct. Equality among humans. Oh shit! Um, oh, never mind. Never, never mind then. <laughs> never mind. Then <laughs> no. you're, you're definitely not a feminist. Then. <laughs> definitely not. No, no. Yeah, it it seems overly simple, doesn't it? That's not what we're used to. As the um, it's gotten a lot of like extra meanings on top of it. It's because the word seems to people so specific to one gender, right, or one mm -hmm. sex, that they they feel that it's actually not talking about equality not i say they like some people yeah think that it's not talking about equality but actually the inequality in favor of one gender over the other which is ironic because right. it's not at all what it's doing it's actually trying to well again correct me if i'm wrong at all during this Go episode for it. no you're great <laughs> you know it's about uh basically uh bringing us up to speed a little bit because there has been inequality for so so long that's why we're calling we're, we're calling it feminism because it's basically it was a movement to bring equality where there wasn't before. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm really glad to have you on our side. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure at first. <laughs> you weren't? <laughs> this, this entire episode, I'm just going to be walking on eggshells. Well, don't. No, no. Don't worry. You're, you're great already. I... Yeah, that's my eggshell walking. Oh, your eggshell, walk no. your eggshell walking is excellent. Beautifully done. No, I, I, I'm a, I'm a strong feminist for sure. Despite your horrible jokes, sometimes, yeah. Well. I have. Well, again, if, <laughs> if, if feminism is me not being allowed to tell horrible jokes, then maybe I'm not. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I think you should tell whatever jokes. It's about belief, right? It's, is it about belief or is it about? Is it, no, it's about intention. Intention, so, right? So I'm good on the intention side. You're good on the intention side. Yeah, I know Action how you side, feel. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you're making a joke, I think comedians or humorists or just people in general should, if it's funny, mm -hmm. you should be able to say what you want. Um, all of that. Amen. Amen. And a women. All right. That's a, little, <laughs> that's a bit. Don't don't patronize us. Okay. <laughs> so just in the interest of some thoroughness, mm -hmm. I'll give like a like one minute condensed history of feminisms cool and i'm gonna call it feminisms because there are many different kind of little movements within feminism so 
yes, feminism is broadly just the equality of all genders, but you know, there have been different movements within that as well. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't know. Have you heard of the three waves before? I have, but not always in the best of contexts. Oh, interesting. What what context have you heard it in? Because that's probably what a lot of people have heard it in. I'm curious. Yeah. Well, okay. So I've had um, people who I've known, and I have known people to argue straight up, I am not a feminist. I've had people say this. Okay. And, you know, very vehemently, always men. Sometimes women, but they don't really know what, what they're talking about. Sometimes, but in my, the ones I've interacted with, I mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, very strongly argue they're not feminists. And because I will tell them I'm a feminist and they go, oh, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? And I'll say, well, feminism is about, you know, quality of the sexes here. Come on. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. That was like first or second wave feminism. But we're in third wave feminism. And that is and that didn't seem correct to me either. Right. But again, see what I mean? Like not in a, yeah. in a good context. So I'm. I mean, I'm not happy that that's what they think, but that's very incorrect. It sounds like they're misconstruing the waves. For sure. For sure they are. So, so help us out here. Sure. And okay. And again, just like a, as a, what was that word? Like a thing you say before you say something that you're not sure what, if you're going to say, right? As a... Disclaimer. Disclaimer. That's the word. Thank you, Josh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as a disclaimer. Also, there are, this is just kind of the overview and it's roughly divided into three waves but the idea with the waves is that like in the ocean it's hard to know when one wave starts and the other begins so mm. it's not like these harshly delineated it's overlapping yeah there's a lot of overlapping some people say that that it's not exactly just the three waves or and for the most part like this is based in north america and europe or in the americas and europe so Again, it's not comprehensive. It's not just as a as a note there. Yeah, all the disclaimers. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Yeah. But as a way to conceptualize it, the first wave began in the 19th century, and that was mainly women's suffrage. So voting rights, um, legal obstacles to gender equality, those most basic things. So women's suffrage, not women's suffering. Women's suffrage. Yeah, that's Some right. Some people women's confuse suffrage. that. <laughs> You want to define it for us, Josh? Me? No, I don't want to define <laughs> no, anything this episode. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Women's suffrage is just voting rights. Sounds like a horrible thing, is not a horrible thing. Uh, second wave, that was sort of one of the more well-known ones. Nobody really thinks about first wave as much now, even though it was necessary for the second wave. Um, so that's post-World War II. And there's a focus on reproductive rights, employment opportunities, um, all of those movements within there are part of the second wave feminisms. Yeah. The third wave feminism emerged in the 1990s, and it was a more pluralistic and inclusive approach to feminisms. So the idea was that in addition to the concerns of the, like the second wave feminists, third wave feminists focused more on the issues of non-heterosexual, non-white women and advocated more flexible and varied opinions on those same themes as well mm -hmm. as a less prescriptive attitude towards women's choices. So I think that that's kind of a key. So I would consider myself a third wave feminist. Which is the wave where with all the man hating? <laughs> so there isn't one. No, what? I know. Right. You know, within any movement, there are going to be some extremists. extreme. And it's not to say that sometimes the man hating is totally justified, justified. Yeah. So, but not hating all men, I think, but, um, hashtag not all men. 
Well, for the record, I'm not, not saying yeah. these things. <laughs> I am referencing them. I know. We know you're joking, Josh. <laughs> Do we? Does everyone? <laughs> I don't Do you know, know me? I don't this know. is episode what 24 now <laughs> <laughs> all right by this point hopefully yeah. <laughs> um some of the more kind of prescriptive attitudes did come in the second wave and it's not to say that i mean all of those were necessary but like for example some feminists would be against things like high heels or just women wearing traditionally feminist feminine clothing Oh, so it's very prescriptive in that sense. Exactly. So it's prescriptive. That's just an example of what I mean by prescriptive or saying like, this is what women should do to be good feminists. And if they don't do that, then they're part of the patriarchal bullshit. If you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah. So third wave feminism is more open in that way. And it's also more inclusive and it focuses more because the first two waves, it was all the only people who were in a position to really even be fighting for these rights and at the head of the movements were all like middle class or upper class white women. So of course, what came out of that benefited. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It benefited them or it was more geared towards them because they were the ones. And it's not to say that what they did wasn't important. Of course it was, but it's Mm -hmm. time to. um, Wasn't, it wasn't inclusive. It wasn't fully inclusive yet. Not at all. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So, and now, especially there's been more of a, a focus on, um, intersectional experiences. So are we done with the waves? That's a great question. Actually, some people would say that we're in a fourth wave and that like the Me Too movement, the use of technology makes it a fourth wave. Isn't the Me Too movement, doesn't that feel like that should fall under like second wave stuff right there? Some of it or like this is stuff that already was being fought for, right? Well, that's the thing. I think we're still in the third wave. Because we're still, we don't have all those things. And yeah, you're right. We still don't have some of the second wave things like reproductive rights. We don't have that in a lot of, in a lot of the worlds, even the first wave goals have not been met. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What I meant by that was uh, just that, not that we're in the second wave so much as that like these issues we're dealing with now are not like some new, some new wave issues. No, no. They're like the same issues that should have been that should have been resolved yes that people are just like angry enough to like start another movement about right now because they're not right they weren't being resolved right your cat is all over you and the microphone oh yeah <laughs> she just wants attention okay i'm gonna give her a little hug is your cat a feminist of course actually she's or is, named... she a, or is she a feelingist oh god josh <laughs> the smile that you have right now that you're so proud of the joke you just made puns. i know you love puns i understand that making a pun is fun and like kind of satisfying but they're not generally funny it's more of like a uh-huh. what's your cat's name again Aya? yeah so that's what i was gonna get into what is your cat's name okay let me introduce my cat so she's named after uh awesome feminist by the way leonora carrington and uh-huh. my cat's name is Leonora Kiddington. Yes, yes. Is an adorable name and Aya. Only Aya. It's not a pun. It's I a know pun. what you're gonna tell me. Your cat's name is, is a, pun? a pun. Yes. But a cat name as a pun is funny. Oh, okay. So puns are only funny when you do them now. I get it. <laughs> I think puns <laughs> are funny when they're naming a cute animal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it still a pun? Uh, I guess it yeah, is. It's I a don't. Pun. Anyways, you just, so. I just, I just want for the record, Aya, Doctor Isha yeah. here, um, <laughs> who is so anti-pun. I am not her, anti-pun. Has named her. Has named you have been you. Oh, 
Oh, you have <laughs> almost self-declared yourself as anti-pun. All right. I just don't think they're funny unless they're naming my cat, in which case it's hilarious. No, but this is like a, a depthy pun. It's a depthy pun. That's the difference. You mean if deep? there's depth to it, <laughs> deep pun. God damn it, Josh. <laughs> It's too early for me to talk. All right, I'm. I'm. I didn't sleep last night, so I don't know if I'm. You didn't. Seen, no. Oh, you're great. You're doing great. Why I wanted you to sleep because my sleep cycle's all messed up, and I right. wanted to be up to do this with you. So mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about important subject matter, feminism. I, I wanted know. to be. Well, so I wanted. Like, yeah. I wanted to show up. You know. So nice. Such a good yeah. feminist. So I would like to uh, talk a little bit about that because. There is some discussion about whether or not a man can be a feminist. So why wouldn't we want men to be feminists? I think that's a fair question, right? Your face suggests that you understand that, mm-hmm. but you're afraid to say anything because you don't want to walk on, you don't want to crush any eggshells. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, no, keep, keep talking. Okay, so the idea is that men don't have the lived experience to be feminists. I don't really, I don't agree with that. I think men see enough of understandably yeah they're not living as women but it also it opens up too much for like having to justify why you deserve to be a feminist if a man wants to defend equality i think that is fair and also feminism isn't just about it's not just about women it's about all genders and it's also i think beneficial to men as well to not have uh (laughs) i see your hands i appreciate that you've raised your hand instead of interrupting but it can be beneficial to men as well to not be tied into those gender norms, to traditional gender norms, right? Josh, I see you had a question. You so yeah. politely raised your hand. Yeah. I wish you did that all the time. Do you though? It might be annoying if I raised my hand every single time I wanted to talk. Well, it's okay because then I get to finish my thought and then... Well, you're, you're basically a teacher this episode, so I'm raising my hand. So <laughs> I, can, I, had, I don't even know oh, you're doing question. Great. I, well, okay. I wanted to share... Well... I have an issue with this idea that some of these labels that that they require, you know, a lived in experience mm. or the idea that you can't because you can't totally understand somebody else's experience because you're not them. Therefore, you know, sit down or something. I think this whole movement is not about women talking to women. You know, it's about it's about um, women trying to get everybody to understand yeah. uh, the need for equality. And so we have this little thing called empathy, which uh, we brought up a couple times on this podcast. And, you know, everybody who has the capability of empathy should be able to understand to the best of their ability uh, another's experiences, right? Try to put themselves in each other's shoes. That is possible. That's what empathy is for. And if somebody Mm -hmm. tells you it's not possible, then what's the point of trying to, like, what is the point of uh, trying to get other people to uh, on board with your movement if you think they can't understand it? So that's, that's my thoughts. I love that. I think that's a great point. And I, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't think anyone should be told that they can't be part of that. Um, I think there is a sensitivity that should come along with it. And I think you've expressed it, even in the fact that you raised your hand before you said that. And that actually brings us to another kind of argument against men being proclaimed as feminists. And that is that then they might take over the movement and they would then make it a part of their whole patriarchal whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that either, but I do think that like some sensitivity will naturally come with a guy being a feminist. So, I mean, Josh, you're usually very, okay. I don't know how to say this. It's usually like kind of hard for you to just to keep your, 
thoughts in your brain for a second. (laughs) (laughs) You're just used to like saying what you think right in the moment, which is fine and works great for this podcast for the most part and probably in your life. But it was really, I appreciate that you were raising your hand to show that in this case, you don't feel like you are the, like the main proponent. So women still get to be like the leaders of the movement, but you're still part of it. I think you should be so. Do you have anything? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't raise your hand every time. It's okay. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it makes sense for women to lead the movement, of course, right? And women, I mean, it's sad that it's sad that women have to lead the movement. Is you know the idea that we haven't uh, all figured this out in the past, yeah. right? But of course, the people with the lived experiences, it makes sense for them to lead the movement because it's about. It's not about like bringing men down to where women are at. It's about bringing women up to where men are at, you know? So like, uh, and what men have enjoyed and the privileges men have enjoyed for uh, millennia or whatever. Yeah. So I agree. That's great. It doesn't really make sense for men to lead. And I don't, how could they? I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah. How could they? But I mean, you, you say that as like an intelligent dude but that being said that is aside from the fact that i personally have like uh something to say on everything yeah and i it hurts if someone's like accused me in the past of let's say like mansplaining and i'm just like josh splaining you know what i mean but there is because Mm -hmm. i understand that if you're a man and you're overtaking a company that is a privilege that men have kind of enjoyed to be taking over you know to have this sort of um yeah what do you kind of dominance in in yeah. uh, social situations like that? And I understand, you know, why why that's a thing and why it's real. Mm. But it's also kind of hard to differentiate when it's not that, in my opinion. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Because I recently had an experience where someone was just like a guy who I would consider feminist, just explaining something to me. Because I was like, I don't understand this whole like maple leaf uh a Montreal Canadiens. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about hockey. Can you explain this? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even say, hockey. can you explain this? But I was just like, <laughs> I was asking a question and then he was answering it and explaining things. And he was like, oh, I don't want to like mansplain. I was like, you're not, you're not mansplaining, you're explaining. I asked, I asked for this information and I know nothing about it. And I said, I know nothing about it. So I'm, we're just having a conversation, right? I don't mean to drop you. I'm getting a phone call. I have to answer one second. <laughs> Matt, what's up? I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's not what that is. <laughs> okay. Bye. I am so sorry. That, that was that was man interrupting. <laughs> man interrupting. Josh, come on. Come man interrupting. Is that a, has that been said before? Man interrupting. Is that a pun? I don't. I don't think that's a pun. I think. So that's just, not a pun, just, but Leonora Kiddington is. You're just putting the words "man" and "interrupting" together to say "man interrupting." I'm just putting the word. Kitty and Carrington together. Kiddington. No, that's a you're making a pun. That's different. So what's the difference? The overlap? All right, whatever. Let's not get off topic. <laughs> Everyone who's listening right now, this is not again, this is the worst time for me to try to explain something to you. This is not this is not the right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not on even uh... <laughs> Okay. We'll put that aside for now. All right. Oh, so I just wanted to say, like with mansplaining, I think for those kind of feminist sensitive or like the more sensitive considerate men will be aware of it sometimes to the point of it kind of preventing them from just being themselves sometimes and I mean it's it's always good to be aware of that and to be sensitive to it but sometimes you're just 
You're just explaining something. Can you explain to us what mansplaining generally is, like real mansplaining? I think the difference is just, well, one is kind of that patronizing way of explaining something. And two is that you're explaining something that none of us asked you to explain. And three is that you're assuming that the people you're explaining this to don't know as much as you do about it, mm-hmm. whereas they may know more than you. And you, there's kind of a lack of awareness of the other people and where they're kind of coming from. It, it's hard to define, right? But like, I would say there's clearly a, a difference between just explaining something or sharing your knowledge and mansplaining something, which is kind of a more aggressive um, patronizing way of explaining something that nobody asked you to explain do you think like checking in like before you start talking a little bit or disclaiming it with like maybe uh you guys know this already but i or i thought i'd share that might yeah. help diminish the chances of it being mansplaining yeah i think checking in is a good idea like or at least knowing your audience and yeah all of those things that you said seem like good ways to avoid mansplaining and or, i mean if or just shut up right or just talk a little less i think the guys listening to this and making mental notes about it are probably not the type who are mansplaining to start with, but I shouldn't make that kind of judgment anyways. So if you have been accused of mansplaining, just keep that in mind. I yeah, know. Totally. I am like always afraid that I'm doing something like that because it goes right. Cause like I oh. said, it goes, well, it's, I have a personality that I just like to yeah. talk and share my thoughts all the time. And maybe it's true that I, I feel empowered to do that because I'm a man, right. More so than women. And that's, you know, that's the privilege that I've, I've had over the opposite sex in some way. But it's also, I feel like it's, it doesn't come from that for me. It comes from, it's just who I am. So I feel, I feel like there's a different, but I could be, I could be wrong. I don't know. Knowing you and having known you like all the time, I don't think your explanations come from anything other than I have a thought and I want to share it. And <laughs> it's not like you haven't been, I mean, I remember like as a kid, you were always kind of it's not like you were encouraged to talk at every moment. You were like, you were named blab. What, what was it? Blabity blabbermouth or something? We don't have to, it was motormouth and yakety yak oh, Ross Littman. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, think I'd ra- I think I'd rather just be a mansplainer. I think this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, that's like you, you're just, that's, you're talkative. You have like a thought and you want to share it. And a lot of the time that's great. Sometimes to someone who doesn't know you, that might come across as mansplaining. So I think like, you never know. And I think it's nice to be empathetic above everything. Be empathetic. So have you been accused of that a lot of mansplaining? Not a lot. No, actually. Okay. See, because people know you. But it has happened. Yes, it has. I can think of like an instance right now that it it has happened. One or two. And it hurts, by the way. I think, you know, just to, to step, like pull aside for a second. When we want to make change, I think, like this, I think it's very hard sometimes because people easily feel attacked. Um, mm. And I'm sure it's like we need to get information across and people need to check themselves. But nobody likes to feel attacked. It's very. Right. And then, you know, of course, it should be on the person who's potentially making the mistake to, to check themselves. But realistically, when people feel attacked, sometimes they don't uh, listen or they don't respond very well or they get really yeah. defensive. I know that I have a habit of getting defensive when I feel attacked. I think a lot of right. people do. So, you know, communication, That's a natural response. Yeah. So it's one thing to try to get to, to have a, an ideal to strive for. It's another to figure out the best way to communicate this to people yeah. who, who you may not be easily willing to listen. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the most important thing, especially that you're showing us now is like a willingness to 
to listen and to be empathetic to what the other person is telling you and all of that stuff. Like, it's so easy because I already know you, but like, there are obviously people who would just jump to a defensive and then maybe even an aggressive kind of response, like, oh, stupid feminists with their blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And you know what the worst thing is? I know people, it's weird. I won't know if I should call out anybody. Like, I have like a very close family member. Okay. (laughs) Don't we all? Yeah. But like, here's the thing when, tell me if I'm wrong, isn't it very triggering as a woman to hear somebody say something like, I'm not a feminist? I mean, I don't, I wouldn't call it triggering, at least not for me, but maybe that's just because I know how people misinterpret what feminism is a lot of the time. Yeah. I think that uh, there are people out there who will say things like, I'm not a feminist. And I, yeah. I could see that like starting a fight. Like I, I can see that like yeah. causing a real problem. But oftentimes, you know, if we assume the best intentions of people, and I think it's important to do that, it's good to assume that people have good intentions. When people are saying that, they're not thinking like, oh, I'm going to be a villain today, you know, or (laughs) I doubt there, I I doubt most, (laughs) the truth is a lot of them are not even thinking, wow, I think men are better than women, you know, when they're saying this, it's a definitional thing a little bit, and it's a defensiveness as well, and thinking that they're being attacked. And so I found that when I listen to people who are saying stuff like this, I'm like, oh, everything that they believe in, like, oh, you are a feminist. You just, you just don't want to call it that. And then they're arguing that's not what feminism is. Yeah. So, and basically it's a fight for the, for the definition more than anything. I mean, there are people out there who believe you can, a man should do this and a woman should do that. And that's, that's something to talk about. But uh, a lot of times it's also uh, just a definitional, uh, disagreement we shall say and I do believe that I think women have the right to define feminism yeah I don't think a man should come across and be like here's what feminism is to a woman (laughs) like I'm sorry were you part of the one who started this or okay I guess you didn't technically start this movement Aya but like (laughs) your your gender I have not been born for that yeah (laughs) so I think that's men not being like in charge of defining feminism is another reason that some people were wary of kind of welcoming men in general into the movement. Again, I don't believe that. I think that we should welcome anyone who wants to be on our side, Um, on our side, which should be everyone's side, really. And the other thing I wanted to bring up there is that I've been told that I'm not a feminist by a dude. And I was like, um, that's so weird, right? Yeah, like recently-ish. Like, and you wrote a pa- your whole years. wasn't your thesis on feminism? Yes, and it was like while I was writing my thesis, I was like, no, I am a feminist. He was like, well, no, you're not a feminist in the current sense of the word. Wait a second. So you have a doctorate now, right? I do. Yes. In uh, well, it's in Hispanic studies, but like, yeah. It, but you wrote a thesis that gave you a doctorate uh, on feminism. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's why you are now Dr. Ishai. Yeah. And some dude came and was like, you're not a feminist. <laughs> to be fair, it was before I had actually written my entire thesis, but I was like in the process of it. And I was like, this no, I am a feminist. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You're working on it. Yeah. So exactly. I was writing my thesis and this guy was telling me, but you're not a feminist. And to be fair, well, not to be fair, but for context, he listens to, or was like obsessed with Jordan Peterson at the time and like Jordan Peterson Jordan Peterson I don't even want to give him like more I'm I actually read his book because I was like okay I will I will engage with this I can I'm not afraid to have my beliefs challenged like that's fine or like anyways can you do a Jordan Peterson impression 
with something he would say, with something Jordan Peterson would say, oh, well, you know, <laughs> uh, oh, well, some people believe this, but well, many other people don't believe it. Yeah, I can't do it. Oh, there's such a good impression. There's a really good YouTube impression of him. And he's like, the wife is the basilisk. <laughs> he doesn't talk like that, but it's like the, he sounds like uh, Kermit the Frog. But... Oh, well, that's not what I said yeah. at all. You are now taking my words out of context. <laughs> I'm fucking it up anyway. It's okay. We're not. I'm not known for my impressions either. Um, <laughs> We're two, just two people making bad impressions of a bad guy. No, I don't even know if he's a bad I don't want to say he's a bad guy. I don't it's think he's, fair. I think, I, I think his intentions are good. I think he does like back loops to try, like backflips to try to make his, what are ultimately very, at least sexist, maybe non-misogynist, but like at the very least, he finds the differences between what he wants to refer to as two genders to be the basis for a very like biblical biblically moral society that's i think underlying oh his can you tell us who he is for a second he's like the canadian like ben shapiro right kind of i um <laughs> i mean he's still better than ben shapiro he's better than ben shapiro's brutal yeah so he's like a, you can he's have... a psychologist of sorts right or he is a uh... yeah he was a professor um uh in psychology mm-hmm. and he makes he some likes... very bold claims and, and, and yeah some people find very controversial some of the stuff he says is totally fine like 80 yeah. percent of what he says is like okay um he's obsessed with like Jungian stuff he's obsessed with like um the hero's journey but unfortunately he kind of ties a lot of it into like the differences between men and women and yeah. how current society is making it difficult for men to be men men which is like okay he's basically arguing for like the you know animal instinct you know male female like what's already built in and saying that we're like going against that and it's not uh it's it's not normal but what i find a lot what i found with just we're going off topic a little bit what i found with jordan peterson is that he'll say something he'll say something that's very like provocative Mm. on purpose um, in a way, knowing knowing that someone's going to take it a certain way, mm-hmm. then they yeah. take it that way. And then he goes, oh, well, that's not what I said at all, is it? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, it's not what you said at all, but most people yeah. would would assume that's what you meant when you said it. And you knew that too. That's what bothers me. Yeah. He acts like he didn't know that's what you would think. And then he goes, yeah. oh, then then like, well, what did you mean? Well, this is what I meant. And like, so you don't think this at all? He's like, no, why would you think that? And it's like, because you clearly were saying something that it seemed like you you knew anyway. That's just yeah. my issue with Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I mean, there's a like there's a lot, and I mean, some of it is very subtle, or mm-hmm. like some of the things are just kind of wrong. Like he's really anti postmodernism, whatever he thinks that means, but he says things that are like such stereotypical postmodernist uh, beliefs that it's like, all right, buddy, you don't know what you're talking about, but anyways it's it's fine yeah. um we don't need to get it we can have a whole uh we'll talk that. about well after this we'll just you and i can just we'll discuss just bash, uh, yeah I, I mean and i like i read his book and i was like okay there's some like little interesting things um, it's really good i have friends who are huge fans of him too and i've seen things i've liked from him mm. uh, it's weird it's it's a lot of people aren't able to do this they're not able to say oh i like this from this person and i don't like this from that person they're not able to do that. It's very hard for a lot of people because it creates a cognitive dissonance. Right. And I mean, I think it helps some people. So, I mean, whether like I think it has legitimately helped some guys who have felt like they needed to hear this stuff. So 
Um, and like the person who told me I'm not a feminist, I think it helped him. So I don't, I don't want to just say like, that guy sucks. And so do you, I want to be like, okay, let's try to understand what's going on here. Um, and yeah. And I mean, aspects of it, but aspects of it are, are so brutal. And even just like the way that he, like, I wouldn't really recommend his book because the way that he supposedly proves things is like citing, a like 80 year old study on something that was like, is not proof at all anyways doesn't matter okay yeah. on to other things so yeah so my point with that was that i was told <laughs> i'm not a feminist yeah <laughs> because i was told oh well that's not what the current meaning of fe- that the equality that's what i was told is not the current definition of feminism right that's that's totally a jordan peterson line and i mean others as well all but, these people have been listening to jordan peterson this is why yeah damn you jordan peterson but Okay, so what was I going to... So someone told you (laughs) that you are not a feminist. Oh, someone told that I'm not a feminist. (laughs) So the problem with that is like, one, you don't really get to tell me what I think I am. And the idea that he had as a feminist was like, rah, rah, men suck, which is not my belief and is not most feminist belief. And even if it is, I don't know, that's part of like, they get to be like that. Or I mean, in one way, it's because I'm... I'm very much like a third wave non-prescriptive feminist. So I think that, um, so there are some issues that are very divisive even among feminists, for example, the the sex work kind of controversy. So, um, and I mean, even just calling it sex work as opposed to prostitution kind of shows you what side I'm on because um, mm-hmm. anyone who there's kind of like the sex work is work and like any work can be exploitative. This the only reason people have issues with prostitution is or sex work is because it's it's got a moral kind of aspect to it and it's anytime really you're telling women what they should or shouldn't do i think that's the problem uh, you have a question uh, mr whitman well yeah. i was wondering though because like so is this third wave prescriptive idea the kind of feminism that is basically saying yeah you can be a woman who covers your whole body for religious reasons or you could be a woman who shows off as much skin as you want because it doesn't, you be, you do you, you be you, and we're yeah. not here to judge. And whereas like an older yeah. way feminism might be saying, still prescribing that you, like it's not yes. feminist to do one of those things. Yeah. And I mean, like it has happened even just with people showing off. I think it, like Emma Watson, for example, was had some kind of revealing photo shoot and, you know, people were criticizing that. Right. They're, they're like, real feminist you are, Emma Watson. Yeah. Like, well, actually, I am because I'm yeah. I'm doing what I want and I'm being free. Thanks. And that's what feminism is about because men get to do that. Exactly. Without being criticized for it. Yeah. Exactly, so yeah. her in the kind of uh, tradition of Gloria Steinem and the others, that is very much like I get to do what I want. And that's that is the feminist, um, you know, move stuff. Uh, <laughs> that is the feminist stuff so articulate so articulate i know i keep missing words it's because i'm nervous i feel like I, I feel like i need to do this well otherwise people won't think i'm a real feminist <laughs> but i did write my thesis on like feminist oh here i know what you're talking about yeah so the title of my thesis is affect and feminist storytelling in three spanish american novels and then i list the novels so literally like feminist is in the title of my of my thesis meaning I'm totally a feminist. So everybody go away. <laughs> the end. Yeah. The only person who's told me I'm not a feminist was that dude so far. And I mean, of course, and he wasn't working with the accurate definition of feminism anyways. 
So, I mean, coming back to the idea just briefly about a man being a feminist, I think it's so much preferable, whatever your kind of reservations might be about letting men into this. And I don't know if that's a big movement or if it's just kind of what I've heard about, but it's so much better than what we've got going on, which are a lot of kind of men's rights groups. And I don't want to say a lot, but it seems like that's kind of a growing movement. Um, I don't know if you would agree with that or not, Josh. Like, have you heard anything of these? Men's rights groups? Yeah. Like re- like for real though? Oh, okay. You've never heard of this. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've heard people say stuff like, where's the men's rights groups? Like, there are, they are, they exist. Yeah. They exist now. And that's I mean, like, at least that's like having like anti black racism groups for white people or something. Like, it's, it's, yeah, not those this, exist. No, but like specifically against, like, so for example, our system is set up to privilege people who are white mm-hmm. over other um, people of other colors. And yeah. it's set up to privilege men over women. Yeah. So, feminism was came about to like uh give women rights to to equal or come up to like what men have so it doesn't really make sense to me that men would need like a rights group to what come up to where women are like what i'm confused i agree 100 percent. and i mean the argument generally at least the one i got from the person who told me i'm not a feminist was aren't aren't women and men already equal how am i not equal how do I not, don't I have the same rights? But rights are very, are a little bit different. Well, this is getting tricky. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So having the same rights, like saying like, yes, we can all vote, which by the way, came about thanks to feminism. That's why women can vote. Okay. Again, yeah. this these things that are equal now came about because people fought for it. Yeah. What's being fought for now are the things that are have a little bit more nuance to them, let's say. Right. Those were some like blatant, it's kind of like how, yes, we used to have, um, like such blatant racism, like that was like so obvious, blatant type of stuff. And yeah, we've helped eliminate some of that stuff, but it's still like in the system. Yeah. And similarly, like that's harder to erase over time. And that's Mm. what's what we're trying to address, I think. And what what feminism is still trying to address is these systemic differences. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe some of the more blatant stuff seems to be like, okay, now we're kind of, you know, legally equal. But there's still a lot of a lot of ways in which the system has been set up uh, to make it harder for women over men. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's a great way of explaining it. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of it is kind of insidious, which Mm. is to mean that it's like kind of hidden. It's not necessarily something you would notice, but it is there very clearly. And I mean, I think I think most of us kind of know that. But there's a little quote. One of the articles I was looking at was quoted this. um, So talking about men's rights groups or things like it. So kind of the backlash from men against feminist movements was saying that people often feel resentful because they appear based on historically entrenched social norms. So already having all of those norms on their side to be getting a bad bargain when actually what's happening is that others are getting a somewhat fairer deal. Yeah. It's equality. What is that? What is that saying? Equality feels like oppression to people who have been, in charge the whole time what is it yeah when you're accustomed to unjust privilege equality feels like oppression yeah so yeah so perfect wow good for you josh i'm so proud of you right now like i oh, feel means- i didn't realize how much of a feminist you were and like how well versed <laughs> you were in all of this actually it means um, so much coming from you literally coming from from you yeah. does it why <laughs> why well why coming from, from you and you also being a woman especially means a lot oh, coming okay. from you because Great. you know if, it's like 
you're the, you know, you're the Dr. Ishai. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not in women's studies. I should clarify that. Well, thanks, Josh. It means a lot to me that it means a lot to you. (laughs) Can I ask? So like one of the, you know, one of the arguments you'll hear sometimes from men, I guess, or people to say like, well, look, it's, they'll say it's unequal in, you know, there are things that women have, there are things that men have it better. But then there's also things where women have it better. Well, that's and, why we want equality, man. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. Like feminism is arguing not just for women to yeah. women is arguing also for men to have equality in areas where, you know, this system has caused them to have to, let's say, you know, basically that makes it harder for men to this system. Uh, sure. This patriarchal system has also put undue pressure on men at times. Right. And, you know, we can but you can probably. Uh, talk about that in a second too but I was thinking of um you know sometimes one of these examples that people will bring up is in court that uh mothers tend to be more likely to win custody right of children what do you think of that uh argument that well you know it's, it's unequal the other way around so therefore you know feminism is just making it more unequal I mean I I think that feminism is in favor of of looking at them equally. So even just the idea that women are more capable caretakers or that they are more naturally the ones who should be in charge of the of that aspect of raising children is a patriarchal tenet. It's one of the mm-hmm. issues. So doing away with that is what would help men who want to be considered equally for um, custody. And in some cases, they deserve it. I, it's not not every woman is better than a, than her husband at taking care of her partner. Right. So it's the patriarchal system that is actually hurting them. Exactly. In that regard. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. feminism, being a feminist, would help these men. Yeah. Um, because it would be fight that feminism is fighting for their equality in that regard as well. Yeah. And actually, that's a great example. Well, I also, prior to that, I gave you a bit of an in, I guess, uh, if you want to get into it, but um, to talk about toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. So, and actually that is, I would say that's another one where, um, because another one of the, the things that hurts men, I think that they maybe don't even realize is like the ability to express themselves honestly. So like a lot of men aren't, don't have an outlet for their emotions or are taught that they're not allowed. I mean, this is kind of a classic, but like are taught that they're not allowed to, express more quote unquote feminine uh, emotions or like they're not allowed to cry or like unless you know someone died or something then then that's fine then it's even expected but like they're not they're not allowed to act however they want to act or however feels natural to them so they gotta be a man yeah you gotta be a man you gotta buck up um yeah i mean that's ridiculous and harmful to everyone i think but um Mm -hmm toxic masculinity kind of ties into that right like did you have an idea of toxic masculinity you wanted to bring up or no i mean that's it that's uh well, i mean that that's is the it. that is the kind of like classic example but it's the idea that this patriarchal right. system again is not just hurt women it's hurt men and it's yeah. hurt men by again it, basically reinforcing these um sort i'm looking harmful for. roles like yeah roles traditional gender gender roles, roles yes Exactly. Uh, it's reinforced these traditional gender roles that they're expected to basically play. And not everybody yeah. falls into these types because, again, it's not a man-woman thing often. It's a personality thing. And, you know, we teach our 
kids, if we teach them to that we're supposed to be a certain way, but they don't feel like they are that way, that creates a real yeah. like cognitive dissonance in them as they're growing up or a real yeah. Yeah. Uh, just dissonance in general. Yeah. That's something that's very harmful. And again, it's born out of this, this, this patriarchal system that we've you know, had going forever. So again, feminism is fighting. It's just very important to re- for people to remember this because I think it's easy to forget. Yeah, it's fighting for men to yeah. uh, be able to be more themselves. Yeah, and to have equality as well. Yeah, definitely. And all genders, by the way, I should clarify that as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, what were we? What were you just so, saying? Like other though? examples of toxic masculinity. I'm trying to think of some. Well, I think there's also the idea that a lot of men go through kind of horrible things that they can't talk about because it doesn't make them a man anymore so even like abuse in relationships yes it goes the vast majority of the time yes it is perpetrated towards the female but it happens the other way too and it's not just physical there's lots of emotional abuse there is sometimes physical abuse as well and I mean the men who survive that have not only gone through something horrible, but are kind of also looked down upon by the rest of, mm. you know, yeah. general patriarchal society, if you <laughs> want to call it that way. And I'm sure you know a lot about this too, because you worked at the women's shelter. You volunteered at the women's shelter, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, again, it happens all across the gender spectrum as well. And it can be an issue because, um, I mean, men actually can't get help at the women's shelter mm. there. Like they can't call. I mean, they can call. We have some men who call in. Um, and like we can give them help, but they can't be let in. They don't, the services aren't for them even. Right. It's only for female identified. So, yeah. So, I mean, there are limits and the reason in some ways that there are limits to the kinds of help and the kinds of um, resources that men get is because of, you know, our, the way that the world works right now, unfortunately. It's a response to the way the world already has been working. Yeah. But it, it is important to note, for example, yeah, when it comes to like physical abuse, yeah, men are the ones who are perpetrating it more, yes, more yeah. than more often than not. We're talking about more, not that it doesn't happen the other way around, but be, you know, they're the stronger sex, you know, quote unquote, but like also just physically speaking, men are the stronger sex and, you know, they're the more aggressive sex. And that's, you know, whether it's biological or, you know, built into how, you know, our, our social system that's been the case and those there's abuses that come from that that need to be addressed mm-hmm. that being said there's emotional abuses that go both ways and you know there especially i find that the way we address that is very you know men actually do get you i don't want to start comparing them because that's not what i'm trying to do here but just to, like, i'm just saying to focus for example on let's say men dealing with abuses right yeah and and the inequalities there uh, i'll give an example i have a friend who's um married um, hopefully not for long. <laughs> He's actually, uh, I think that's ending. And I think it's a good thing that's ending because I've heard of lots of tales of emotional abuse he's endured, but he's put up with it feeling for a long time that as a man, he should be able to put up with this stuff. Mm. By the way, not just emotional abuse. He's actually put up with some physical abuse, but mm. he's, he's thinking like, as a man, yeah, I should be able to take that. No, It's like, no, no one should be taking any sort of abuse. Yeah. But the idea that like you're in your, brain you're telling yourself oh i'm i'm supposed to be okay with this i'm a man yeah isn't uh, that's also part of the system that we have that needs to be uh looked at for sure and i think we've done you can tell me if i'm wrong but we've done some admirable work in trying to address that over time right yeah like, i personally don't feel like i can't uh i think i've lived my life in a way where i can feel honest emotionally with my friends and those around me 
And I don't feel insecure, for example. And I think that's a big part of it. Men have been taught to feel insecure if they, if those emotions come out or something like, I just think that uh, being honest is, uh, is natural. I mean, you know, it's very good mentally. It's good for your mental health. And I think you're a pretty good, like shining example of, uh, of a feminist (laughs) man, you know? (laughs) Feminist man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Feminist. I don't want my I don't want my bros to hear this, okay? You don't want your manliness lest, tempered by feminism. Unless they judge me, all right? At the at the at the bar. At the, sorry, at the pub while we're drinking okay. shots off uh-huh. of hookers i don't anyway I don't, ew your attempt at, at manliness is i'm so not yeah what can i say uh, i don't know what am i gonna do go home to my girlfriend who exactly that's my point <laughs> yeah. yeah no i think so those are really good examples of toxic masculinity and how it can how it can um what's the word harm rear, it, rear its ugly head no what rear what? its ugly head yeah so there's that expectation that like real men are strong that showing emotion is incompatible with being strong. Um, the idea that like a real man cannot be a victim of abuse or that talking about it is shameful. And the parenting one is another one. So the myth that men are not interested in or capable of being good parents on even on their own or just in general necessarily. Like we also put undue pressure on mothers because of that too. Like mothers are of course, expected to be yeah. these super women, these super moms. Yes. Uh, because what dads are just it's cool like i'm a dude i don't know how to raise a kid like yeah exactly (laughs) i roll like (laughs) yeah you guys are partners you gotta deal you know together exactly yeah but then there are but part of this system is also um recognizing that there are special considerations to be made for the the sexes right like if women are the ones birthing children then we should have special consideration made for that right to make things more equal because we're not equal like physically men and women you know we're not physically equal but to create um equal opportunity and you know equality uh in life we should account for those differences um that's the fair thing to do um so if women are the ones who have to birth a child and deal with this pain for nine months and yeah we should you know maternity leave and all this type of stuff should be greater for women probably right stuff well, like yeah, that I- Birth control should probably be free. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, and that's a like the world is overpopulated. Come on, everybody. But like, <laughs> that's I, I think that's a really good point that you brought up, which is equal does not mean the same. So nobody is arguing that we are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even two people are not the same. But yeah, you can you can always say like, oh well, men are supposed to be strong because generally speaking, you know, testosterone whatever makes men generally physically more muscular more strong whatever whatever you want to say fine i don't nobody's saying that we're exactly the same we're just saying we should have equal opportunity so nobody is arguing we're exactly the same i just want to clarify that because i think that is actually a big yeah. point um yeah because yeah. people who argue against it go well we're not the same so why are we treating them like we are yeah like Stupid. we're not treating like we're we actually treating we're treating it like we're different and we need to make sure that yeah we have equality of opportunity for the differences. Yeah. 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 And not just for the differences between the genders, but between people within each gender. Yeah. Yeah. Preaching. We're preaching to the choir here, aren't we? Are we though? I, yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder if there's anyone listening to this who's like, Oh, I, 
I still hate feminists. Do I mean, you I mean, listening to us hates feminists. I don't. Know. Uh, I'm sorry. If if you do, then I'm I'm going to get. And you're a good person. I'm going to gather that you're just defining things badly. Probably, yeah. Um, but that that's my opinion. Uh, I mean, I you and I are very different though in some ways, right? Like you're very pro-choice, and I'm very uh pro, uh, birth. You don't even know the word for it. <laughs> <laughs> pro what life. Oh, I man, hate that. No I do hate that. Can I say right now? I don't care yeah. if I say this on the podcast. What a terrible naming. I mean, yes, pro-choice is pro-choice, but pro-life. Yet, like the other side is not pro-life. Yeah. Because yeah. I do. I would argue that it's being pro-birth, not pro-life. If you are. Mm. Um, oh, that's a good. That's a good definition of it. And it's not to say yeah. that there aren't like ethical like considerations in the gray areas of what is it? sure there's but, a lines there somewhere we have to figure out but yeah like, i know I, I do think a lot of that's based off of like religious uh, beliefs and the idea of yeah. where life is not i don't think that's yeah. necessarily scientific um, consideration but i do I, I either way i will always hold personally speaking that the life that exists already that that other life is coming out of gets the keys to <laughs> the situation yeah. you know they're the ones it's 100%. their choice and it doesn't matter if you think they're killing their baby then you can think that by yourself alone in your room and don't try <laughs> to force don't you know what yeah. I mean and I don't that's believe that's the thing you can believe whatever yeah. you want but you don't get to dictate what other people say. and I don't believe there's such a thing as banning abortions it's just banning safe abortions I'm gonna say that right now I just I'm really I'm yeah. extremely pro-choice 100%. I'm not just pro-choice I'm pro-abortion I think you should. I mean, I agree. No, I think you I still agree. No, I think <laughs> totally that. I think agree. once the baby. I think actually, once the baby's out, if you look at it and you're like, eh, never mind, you can just you know toss it. There's a name for that. It's called fourth trimester abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I might be joking so about sorry, some of this. I, I might not. You don't know. It all depends I mean, on how much you value kidding. life. Yeah, I think we're obviously <laughs> kidding about killing babies, but I mean, I think that up until the age of eighteen. No, I think up until the age of 18, if you decide you made a mistake, you could just press that abort button and, you know, they fall through a trap door and you're like, we'll try again. Yeah. If we, you know. So guys, Josh is totally kidding. I would like to, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to clarify. Yeah, but you don't know that. at which point, you don't know at which point I started. But they don't kidding. know where that started kidding. So still pro-choice, <laughs> pro-choice all the way. Yeah. All the um, way obviously me as well I guess maybe it's not obvious but yes obviously me as well um and I mean I think pro-choice in terms of everything like it's always the person's choice how they want to be if I want to dress in pink and be a girly girl exactly that's what feminism is right yeah exactly no feminine third especially your third wave non-prescriptive feminism yes it's pro-choice in the sense that like men and women should have the choice to live in the way and choose to, well, choice with their own bodies and choice to live yeah. the way they want to live. 100%. Love it. If it's not, if it's not hurting anybody else, and I don't count aborting yeah. as hurting anybody else. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Again, ask yourself if you're, even if you think you're right about something, mm. if you're trying to put your beliefs onto somebody else or not, if mm. they have a belief and you think it's no. like, wrong if they're dressing in a certain way and it doesn't make sense to you yeah you might even think it's like restrictive for them in some way again if yeah. it's their choice and they have the right and choice to do it let them but that like if it's yeah if it's totally their choice and i mean if even it's if their like, choice if it's their choice and the point isn't to t again like i know this is like saying the same thing but the 
the point is never to tell other people how to live. So like mm-hmm. if there are, let's say there's a couple like your typical heterosexual couple, the man wants to be the man who goes to work and doesn't take care of the kids. And the woman's like totally into just being the housewife. That's fine. Yeah, then do That's, it. There's nothing wrong with that either. Go do yeah. it. Nobody is telling you otherwise. Yeah, just don't tell someone to do that if that's not what they want to do. That's all. Exactly. And don't make it the best thing or the don't idealize it as like the way things should be because there is no way that they should be. Oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, everybody likes to believe that the way they do things sometimes is the way they should be. Yeah. If you believe in something and you believe it's the way it should be, just remember you that's the way you think it should be for people like you, specifically like you, like you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like exactly you and just nobody you. else exactly. <laughs> just you yeah. people do make the mistake sometimes of thinking that other people are like are them are them yeah. and therefore huh. what helps you will help them yeah. like you can give us you can offer your suggestions or your advice if, if it's asked for or wanted yeah but beyond that like leave it alone yeah live and let live yes i agree yeah all right I think, um, I hope we covered it. I'm sure we, I'm sure I missed something, but. Um... No, <laughs> this topic. No, we totally covered feminism. Well, there's so much too. I mean, <laughs> if you're interested in uh, a more expansive history of feminism, please check out chapter one of my, <laughs> chapter of one point <laughs> two of my thesis. Um, I think it's so cool yeah. that you did that, Aya. Oh, thanks. Oh, can I brag on the podcast about something for a second? Yeah. Very of course. Where else are you gonna brag? I don't usually do this, but I finally got um, the published my published <gasps> article. You got it's published in a journal, Mosaic in Mosaic, yeah, an interdisciplinary critical journal. Um, technically, it was published September 2020, but it didn't actually get published until recently because of pandemic, etc. Um, and the title of it is "Psychology of a Biographical Novel: Narrative Empathy <sighs> in Poniatowska's Leonora." Say empathy again. So I've got empathy. Empathy. Oh, uh, yeah. Keep saying That's it. It's enough of a. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So I. <laughs> I just. Yeah, Josh, you're a fucking uh, weirdo. That's, that's all for my bag. But that's. <laughs> Congratulations. Mazel tov, Aya. That's great. Thanks, Josh. You're a published. Thank you. Uh, so doctor. I am a published something. Dr. Ishai. It's amazing. Thanks. I feel like, I, yeah, I'm talking to, uh, I'm, I'm st- the more you, like that kind of thing happens, the more that I feel like I should be like honored to be in your presence. Oh my God, Josh. No, <laughs> that's silliness. I mean, you should be honored to be my presence with or without my doctorate. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I, I guess I am already, but I'm, I'm more. <laughs> okay. I'm more on, now it's getting, it's getting a little bit like, you know, when you, you know, when you like see a celebrity in the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not like that at all, actually. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> oh, this has been this has been really great. This is one of my favorite discussions of feminism I've had in a while. This has been one of the only ones I've had in a while. Yeah, me too. Maybe that's why it was a low bar to beat. I haven't had one in a <laughs> no, while. <laughs> I I want. I'll be honest. There's a part of me that just wants you to like approve of me as like a feminist. Mm. stamp of approval yeah and then so now yeah. when if anybody else so wait if anybody else gets like frustrated with me and doesn't think i'm being a good feminist can i just like refer yeah. to this podcast and be like uh actually dr ishai uh <laughs> she gave me her if... feminist stamp of approval <laughs> and she's a she's a published uh what do you call it oh feminist Publi- you're a published Person? off 
author of human what do you call it you wrote an essay was it what do you call it thesis what is it what are this is an article and yes but you're a published author is that what you would say a published academic you're an academic yeah exactly whatever you're an academic academic you're an academic that's been published and you gave me the stamp of approval yeah uh so that's what i'm going to use uh from here on out while i'm mansplaining uh everything great and that's actually good. Yeah, I'm glad that you get to use that. Although I don't know how I feel about my name being used that way. But also, what yeah. if they say, I know Dr. Isha and she's not a proper feminist. What are you going to say to that? I'll say, oh, fuck, this is a bit of a con- conundrum because if I try to explain why they're wrong, I'm mansplaining. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll say, like, I don't think she cares what you think because she's going to live her life the way she live it because she is a proper feminist. Great. Please make all of those faces when you <laughs> say that to someone. I'm so sad that this isn't a visual podcast sometimes. And seeing your faces at that moment was one of those times. So I just had a question for you then, maybe before we wrap. Although whether okay. we wrap or not, it's totally up to you. Because I wish I was always given all this power. Um, <laughs> no, I just want to know, like, what do you, this may be a broad question, but like, what's next? Like, what do we need? What do we still need to do? What, what's some of the work that we have cut out for us right now? Because we're not done, right? No, we're not done. I mean, that's a big question. Let me put it this way. What are some of the biggest inequalities that we still need to address, in your opinion? Maybe we've covered some of them already. Maybe we haven't. I think that there are kind of the very um, concrete changes. So like the things like in-laws, the, the things that prevent women from... Um, for example, abortion was kind of a, a good example of that. So there should be pro-choice mm-hmm. legal things in place. Legal things. It's Um, so upsetting to me that we aren't like that. I feel like we should be past that one. Yeah, I know that one seems and and access to it. Right. Because it's not always sometimes it's legal, but it's like so hard to actually have a a, a clinic here in the U.S. It's like really funky. Yeah. Yeah. Like in certain states, they'll be technically it might be legal, but they have like one clinic in the entire state. That you can go to and they make it impossible to like get there. Yeah. So the, it should be barrier free, yeah. barrier free access to it and access mm-hmm. to, I mean, uh, I guess this goes along with healthcare, but like birth control. Um, but I mean, in addition to that, there are, I don't want to kind of boil it down to any one issue because there are so many. And I think there are the legal issues, which that was an example of, but there are also just the kind of conceptual issues, which is like how we see each other as different genders. So like how, genders across the spectrum are treated and how mm-hmm. um how they do or don't have access to opportunities or how they're the just the kind of thing that they might deal with i think that should um i think we still have a long ways to go and i know that's kind of general but what about the pay gap and stuff like that yeah i mean that's yeah that's another kind of obvious one a lot of people don't understand that either they don't understand the, the concept of the pay gap you know, what do you mean what's not to understand that we just get paid less than <laughs> well they don't understand what that means that women get paid less than men right it's not that mm. necessarily like women necessarily in a job always get paid less like it's not like you go to mcdonald's and you're a woman and you're getting paid right less yeah. than the minimum that a man is getting paid it's not that but it's just that mm. for a variety of reasons that are again probably built into this patriarchal system mm. uh, men end up with the privilege of often of getting paid more um right and, you know, often, you know, a lot of people go, well, it's because of this, it's because of that, and it's because of this. Mm-hmm. But those, those things that they're often saying yeah. are part of those, like, 
inequalities we have to address. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah, they're tied together, right? The beliefs that we have about what people should or shouldn't be able to do obviously affects what ends up being the actual situation, right? So, you know, the belief that, I don't know, women aren't as good workers because they might get pregnant at any moment. Because <laughs> sometimes like yeah. maternity leave is used as a reason to say like, oh, well, that's why they get paid less because they probably are just going to quit their job when they have a baby. Um, that kind of approach to things and that kind of belief system or that part of the beliefs we have about how men and women are and how genders are is what affects the actual situation, for example, the pay gap, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's all tied together. And I mean, it's important to recognize how we think and yeah, how we could be better about it. So still lots to address. Lots to address. And I, I mean, I barely, we barely <laughs> I asked you surface, such a, Yeah, but... I asked you such a big question. He's like, think of this. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to like boil it down to any one issue at all. So yeah. How about, how about we start electing more female leaders? That'd be good. That's a good one too. Yeah, I like that. You saw that like Jordan Klepper interview, like at one point, like, no. like you know, like guy Jordan Klepper, he works for. No, I don't know who that is. Trevor Noah. Oh, I know Trevor Noah. He did stuff with Trevor Noah. He also has his own show and stuff. I think it's just called like mm. Klepper. Um, but he would like go around to like Trump rallies and ask people questions and stuff. Uh, mm. But anyway, he just asked people who seem to not be the sharpest tools in the shed. Uh, <laughs> you know, these questions that, you know, because they have these like crazy beliefs. And, you know, mm. I think he was actually asking this one woman. Do you think we it's time for us to have a, a woman leader, a woman president? And she was like, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think we should. And he was like, why? And she's like, well, you know, they're just it's just how it is. Like women are more emotional than men. Ew. Right. They, they're just women are more emotional. I don't think they could do the job of leading. They wouldn't be able to make like rational decisions. Uh, she was like, yeah, and they just, you know, end up getting us into like wars and stuff. And he was like, but weren't all wars started by men? And she was like, oh, uh, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, women haven't even had the chance to prove themselves as proper warmongers. Like, I insist on having more women able to prove their yeah. warmongering abilities. <laughs> warmongering at, least abilities. Let us, at least let us prove ourselves. But I got to say, a lot of the women who have been elected uh, throughout the world, I think, are pretty decent leaders. Yeah. I mean, you also have some shitty ones. Like, I don't want to say that all women no, no, of are going to be more not. capable because also a lot of the time, the ones who are elected kind of still exemplify what the issues are with a lot of the male yeah. leaders and I don't want to say that male I mean like I definitely sure. think there should be equal opportunity to it and equal like views of who is capable of leading yeah 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 I think that's I think this is a good time to wrap it up any anything else you wanted to say Josh I just want to say that I um big fan of women <laughs> <laughs> I uh you know good luck <laughs> I hope Thanks. your team I hope your team does really well this year uh <laughs> we're not in competition it's it's for everyone oh yeah but thanks, go back to our last episode of competition oh right yeah there you go look it's nice it's interesting how that last episode it ended with me saying something like i'm a feminist i swear <laughs> oh yeah now, yeah. We're, now we're talking about feminism <laughs> yeah 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 i just be clear i have a lot of thoughts but i and i think all of us always have a lot to learn so it behooves us mm -hmm. to listen just to listen in general and be open to what people are saying and see what they're, again, if you have all these ideas about what words mean and stuff, just put that aside for a second and listen, listen to what someone's saying and what they intend. 
then get to the definitions and, and all that stuff and find, you know, find common ground there. But again, I do believe that people, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, women should get to define feminism. That's great. So Well, great. And thanks for having this conversation with me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Adulted Friends, episode 24, in case I didn't mm-hmm. say that before. And if you liked this episode, uh, since you listened to the end, we will assume that that is the case. Please follow or subscribe, and then you'll see whenever a new episode pops up. Oh, where do you follow us? On Facebook, for example, where we have a Facebook page. Or Spotify, you can listen to us there. Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen, wherever you currently are listening, or somewhere else, if you prefer to listen somewhere else. Because we're basically everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Okay, and um, anything else, or should we just... Should we end this thing? I mean, what do you what do you think, guys? Should we uh, totally on you know balls in your court? You're putting all the putting all the pressure on me just because I, uh, um, because it's the the feminist episode. Because it's the feminist episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next episode okay. uh, we're done with feminism. We're going back to uh, <laughs> manism. Man, you know, just being a dick land all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking, Josh. I look forward to interrupting you at some point with the music. No. <laughs> and did I? And my suffering. And my suffrage. All right. <laughs> there you go. This, this is a pun. feminism yay feminism. are you waiting for me to stop the recording yeah <laughs> so i can be so i can go back to being uh, an asshole